This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, rip me, Maras. Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is episode 20, the big two. Oh, and I'm buzzing to be here. Uh, this week's episode is, of course, part two to our free transfers and transfer target episode that came out last Wednesday. Me and Will sat down and discussed possible transfer targets for the Cambrians and I broke it off into two episodes. First of all, I'm going to apologise for breaking it off into two episodes and milking it to the point where I can get it across two weeks worth of content. We have a very long summer ahead of us and I just want to be able to produce at least an hour's worth of content every single week and just keep up some kind of consistency for you the listeners to enjoy and for us the show to establish ourselves upon anyway going forward i've just said this is part two of the free transfers episode wills will be back to join us we left off talking about robert hall and we'll jump straight back into that episode but first I've got a big reveal for everybody out there. I have got the interview in the bag. It's been recorded. I teased it a little bit last week. It's a different kind of perspective. We have got a youth team player, a former Carlisle United youth team player. He left the academy a decade ago. He is a goalkeeper. He's played for Annan and Workington, then Annan and Workington, then Annan and Workington, then Annan and Workington. I'm taking the mick a little bit, but this is how his career stats have gone. He's moving to a different team this summer, but wasn't able to reveal exactly where he is going. He's worked with the likes of Peter Murphy with his time at Annan, so we talk about that a little bit. And um, yeah, I think we had a really interesting insight. Obviously, he was in the same youth team as players like Tom Aldridge and Gary Medine and Luke Joyce, who all seem to be players that we keep tabs on as Carlisle United fans and how their careers have worked up. Obviously, the goalkeeper that was underneath him, was Mark Gillespie, who came fourth and did really well in the squad. And I'm talking about Alex Mitchell. All right, if you've not heard his name before, you are going to hear it a lot next week on the podcast. I just want to say thank you very much to Alex Mitchell for giving us an hour of his time 
to have a conversation with me and it felt like a really good conversation for someone to gig in on and have a listen to. Me and Alex are actually old school friends from back in day. Back in day we used to go at same secondary school, me and Alex. So that was uh, a helping hand, I think, to the little interview chat that we had because it was quite casual and Alex was without a wall-up, I would say. He was quite willing to have a laugh and talk about the hard moments of his life, such as being released by Carlisle and, I'm sorry, Alex, I'm going to mention it now, dropping the ball in the back of his own net against Salford in the Northern Conference playoff finals, which was caught live by the BBC, and you can watch that game on YouTube. Sorry, Alex, I had to mention it, mate. But, yeah, a great interview in the bag Really interesting insight, and I really hope you guys enjoy that. That's to look forward to next week on the podcast. So I'm getting excited. Can you feel the excitement in my voice? He said as he stopped talking. Sorry, because it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. Is he having a laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue We've got to start reining that back in a little bit. I can't keep getting wilder and wilder every time. I've got to be a bit smarter about it. Anyway, talking about being smarter about it, this week's joke I thought was quite smart. I quite like this one. This is one of my own. Uh, I didn't write it. I found it myself. And it's one for the musicians out there. Here we go. I set Blur's Park Life as my alarm, and it goes off every single day of the week. Except for Wednesdays when I'm rudely awakened by the dustman. A part life, wee. You get it? You get it? I set Blur's Park Life as my alarm and it goes off every single day of the week. Except on Wednesdays when I'm rudely awakened by the dustman. Eh? Eh? I mean, you've got to know the song. You've got to know the song to enjoy that one. But to be fair, I did. I did. I really enjoyed that one. <laughs> Right, we're going to crack on with the show. We're going to jump into part two of the free agents episode. And you guys know what to look forward to next week when you come back. Uh, this summer, we've got at least two England episodes to look forward to. We'll probably do a Euros review and we'll do a Euros send off before the first game. And I've been talking to another ex pro who's confirmed that he will do an interview with us and we're just trying to sort out a time and a day for that but everything looks good so more content for you lovely people to enjoy and talking about you lovely people out there in the listeners universe I just want to say a thank you a thank you a thank you a thank you very much for sticking with us for downloading for liking for commenting for sharing just thank you very much this is part two of the free agents and transfer target episode. It's also episode 20 of the Blue Army podcast. Wills is back with me. We're going to jump straight back in where we left off, talking about winger Robert Hall. And um, I might be back towards the end of the podcast to introduce the Loud and Local segment, because right now I can't remember if I wrapped it up in the show itself but you never know I might see you at the end of the show I might not but anyway ta-ra for now let's get on with the show ba-ba-ba-ba ba 
I feel I'm, I think I've nearly finished all of my football manager picks, but he is. Yeah. Oh, is it all football manager based? <laughs> no, just like, I feel like I've accidentally ran through all of the football manager ones back to back. So I feel like this, this is maybe my last football manager wow. pick right here. The reason I know about Robert Hall is because I signed him for Carlisle United on, on a football manager save and then saw that he yeah. got released and have since researched a little bit more about him. I obviously did... Um, I've, I've, I've a good old look at him. He was at loan at Forest Green Rovers this season as well. He went on loan in, in January, Forest Green Rovers, played a couple of games towards the end of the season for Forest Green Rovers. But he's, so, he's, um, like I've said, he's a quick, he's a wide man. He comes from a very good stock at West Ham United. Um, he's yeah. played... A lot of football in and around this level, Oxford United, Milton Keynes, Birmingham, Bolton, uh, Forest Green, Rovers. He's been involved in the England setup from under-16s to under-19s level. So there's obviously been, you know, glimmers of quality yeah. in his past. And he's only 27 years of age, like I said, and it's only right. Oxford United. I think he'd be a very good asset to any team that was looking to add a talented wide man um after having a chance to hear about him what do you think of rob hall um so how come he didn't get more of a chance at um forest green because they ended the season really badly so but he only got a couple of games really injured or something or just, I know they changed manager. Did that maybe kind of like affect his chances there or something? Yeah. So, um, what happened between his time at Oxford United and Forest Green is that unfortunately he sustained a knee injury and has since had an operation on the knee yeah. injury. Um, and it does seem to be a little bit of a reoccurring problem for him. I don't think that the COVID break. Did, did him a favour because his operation was during the first sort of COVID break where the sort of like the we, we, there was a bit of a stop for everybody playing football yeah. last season. So I think that really hampered his rehab and then just naturally finding his match fitness again. And since then, he's not really had uh, a proper pre-season with the team. It took him a while to sign a one-year extension at Oxford United, and he missed a lot of uh, the, the first half of pre-season. So the reason Oxford United put him out on loan to Forest Green Rovers was to get that match sharpness back in his legs. And unfortunately, there was a couple of knocks that he took and sustained along the way, and that you know hindered his ability to start games while he was at Forest Green Rovers. So he would yeah. start a game, not play for three games, start a game, not play for two games, start a game. So it was very stop-starty for him. But every time he was fit and available, he'd be in the starting lineup. So he could obviously had shown a lot of quality and hopefully Chris Beach and the rest of the team at Carlisle United, if they got a good, really good pre-season under his belt. Yeah could maybe get the best out of him. And if you do get the best out of Rob Hall, you, I think you've got an amazingly talented wide man right there. And he can play, again, he can play on both sides and he can play up front. So it gives you a lot of options as well. Okay. Um, That's a genuinely interesting one. 
Yeah, yeah, we like that one. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I'll get. I'm getting away. I'm getting away from the football manager picks. I'm pretty sure. I'm just checking. I'm just checking my realistic comment uh, columns now, just to make sure. Okay. That my last. No, no, I'm sorry. There's two more. <laughs> right. We can either we can either go on another raid, or we can keep working our way into the central midfield areas. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your it's your podcast. And do what you think is going to work best. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so I'm going on another raid. This time we're going to Bristol City. We've got uh, three players, one of which is a football manager pick. Okay, his name is. Hakibib Adelkun. He's a very, very, very talented wide man. I've seen him play uh, with a bit of highlight footage. He's quick. He's pacey. He probably will get poached by a League One team, unfortunately, because he is that good and of the right sort of age to get stolen by a League One team. Now, the other two players that I would raid from Bristol City are... Henri Lansbury, a 30-year-old yeah. midfielder who's a bit of a legend around these parts. And uh, Danny Simpson, a 34-year-old right-back slash centre-back, former Manchester United product and former Newcastle United defender. Now, I know all three of them are maybe a bit out there as far as yeah. realism goes. And now I've said them out loud, it sounds even more realistic to get any of those guys but if you were to get excited about any of those three um i'd like to see on Henri lansbury play i feel like he's a cultured yeah. player um i've i've always enjoyed seeing him play when he was at aston villa he yeah, was a good player as well he came through arsenal's um yeah academy yeah. came through arsenal's time yeah and um, I think that he'd be the player out of the three of them that I'd be most interested in seeing. Yeah. That was a bit of a that was a bit of a shit raid, wasn't it? Like that, was, that wasn't very realistic. <laughs> I mean, Bristol City are over the top end of the championship. Yeah, I think I think I just kind of I think I was getting a bit tired by that point of the evening, maybe. <laughs> and uh, when Have I you first had a look saw... at Aguero, <laughs> <laughs> Diego Costa as well, yeah. <laughs> Right, we're going to keep on ploughing through because we're doing uh, yeah. we're doing pretty we're doing pretty well. Yeah, that's our second and final raid. Um, it wasn't a good raid this time round, or at least not as good as the MK Dons raid. Yeah. But I think it would be amazing to see Henri Lansbury come and play in a Carlisle shirt, and he'd be a hell of a player, a hell of a captain, maybe because I feel like that's a void that we need filled. Uh, if Anderton's not going to sign on the line. And even if Anderton does sign on the line, it might be something worth looking at going into next season. And I feel like he'd be a really experienced, really good player to step into that role. But moving on yeah. from that one into the central midfield roles, I have Bradley Johnson. Uh, Bradley Johnson was a sort of bane of Carlisle's existence in the league one days of Leeds United. Um, he was cruel goal scorer on occasion against the Cumbrians. He's now 34 years of age. He started his career in the non-league and he's had over 100 appearances for Leeds, over 100 appearances for Norwich and over 100 appearances 
for Derby. So he, he's a bit of a servant when he does sign for a team. So he must be a workhorse, a good personality to keep around the changing room. And he scores goals from the midfield, which I feel like something, apart from obviously John Mellish, yeah. Um, something that Carlisle's maybe missing is that sort of like five or six goals a season coming from a central midfield position. And this is definitely a player that I think could, in his first season in League Two, have that Graham Kavner style effect. That when he first yeah. came in, he was just, he was too good for the division. He shouldn't have been in the division at, quite yet. He was maybe a year or two away from probably playing it at that level. But, um, you know, sometimes you get them coming down a level a little bit prematurely. And I feel like he'd be an interesting person to sit into that role. Do you know much about Bradley Johnson? Not really, no. Um, another player that's kind of off, not on my radar, of kind of like players to know about. Well, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna baffle you even a little bit further. Uh, the reason why Bradley Johnson is in the team is because obviously I'm looking to fill that gap that Furman leaving has created, and that experienced midfielder, but not necessarily just an experienced midfielder, a ball-winning yeah. midfielder, and somebody that can also pick a pass or just do something with the ball once they've won the ball, not just a boring ball-winning midfielder. And along those lines, I also came across, and this is this is a promise, I'm sorry, but this is a, the final football manager pick. Yeah. Is <laughs> a lad called Charlie Lackin. He's 21 years of age. He's at Birmingham at the moment. He's had time on loan around uh, Ross County and Stevenage. He's played for Birmingham 10 times in his debut season, but has since been sent out on loan. Obviously, Stevenage being in League Two while he was sent there. Ross County last season in the Scottish Premier League. So he's not he's not scared of League Two. He's been down here before. And I think he's a player that might fly under a lot of teams' radars. He's obviously somebody that wants to play football. He's somebody that's willing to go out on loan any opportunity that he could get. He didn't want to sit and play reserve team football. 21 years of age. And from the footage that I've seen of him, he's the sort of player that wins the ball in his own half and takes it into the opposition's box. He's the sort of player that likes to win the ball, run with the ball and be effective in possession. So that's Charlie Lakin. I feel like he was definitely worth pointing out to us there. I'm going to finish talking about my midfielders by giving you the best named midfielder in football. His name is Max Power. He's the man. man (laughs) How old is he now? (laughs) Max Power, mate. Max Power's not too old. He's only 27. Really? Oh, well, it seems like he's been around for ages. Uh Uh-huh, because everybody knows his name. (laughs) He's got the coolest name. (laughs) Max Power. Max Power. He's the man whose name you'd love to touch, but you mustn't touch. His name sounds good in your ear. But when you say it, you mustn't fear, cause his name can be said by anyone. Nah. 
Max Power, mate. I'm gonna put in that little Homer Simpson ditty when he changes his name to Max Power. <laughs> Do that little that little song. I'll put that in there so people know what I'm trying to reference right now. Anyway, Max Power. <laughs> he's had a strange footballing career, as old Max. Uh, he started his career on the Wirral, uh, went over to Tranmere, made his name at Wigan yeah. before joining Sunderland. And uh, since being at Sunderland, has had a bit of an up and down time. Um, when he signed for Sunderland, he made his debut. He got a red card. He was suspended. He came back from suspension. He got another red card. He got suspended. He came back from suspension from a third time and got another red card. So that's the sort of like, that's his record that he has to sort of cling to. So his reputation out in the footballing world isn't fantastically great. Mm. Um, but the reason apparently why he did that is because he was being asked to play a ball winning midfielder role yeah. and Max Power likes to play an attacking midfield sort of role. And apparently he was being a little bit immature and a little bit unprofessional and just flew into those tackles to prove a point and not get played in that position again, which obviously hasn't gone on to do his Sunderland career many favours. Yeah. But it's an interesting free agent. If he is the sort of player that wants to stay up north, which from his previous teams, he hasn't gone any further south than Wigan. Um, yeah. We could be a very good option for him because if we take a risk on a max power, then we could, we could end up having the max power that was at Wigan. And that's a very good uh, attacking player that drives forward with the ball. Again, a vocal player, a bully, somebody who's a bit of an arsehole, somebody who's willing yeah. to rub the opposition the wrong way. And uh, yeah, I think Max Power would be a very good option. And who wouldn't want to get power on the back of the shirt? I mean, yeah, it'd be good for shirt sales, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as good as Akin Fenware, but I think it'd be good. Um, do you know much about... Them. Yeah, true. Do you know much about Max Power's history? I mean, I know he's been about... Uh, and he's, you know, I know that he's always kind of been in and around starting lineups in League One. Um, uh, yeah. is, uh, I've, I've it, seen him live on a few occasions. Yeah, impressed you. Steady player. Um, mm. I say I don't, I don't remember every detail of every of every match I've seen. Um, but yeah, you know, he's is is a steady player. Obviously, to be going as long as he has. Not been going that well. He's 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 been at a decent level for a long time. Then, guess he's kind of you know he broke through quite young. I'm just not sure. Yeah, um, I just you know when you say about like attitude problems, is that something that we want? You know, risk upsetting the upsetting the squad. I mean. You've seen you've seen Sunderland till I die, right? You've seen some of the characters that Sunderland have in charge. I'm sure there's been more than just Max Power that has been frustrated with the management over at Sunderland okay. in the past. Um, I don't think that it's exclusive to having difficult personality issues just because you've yeah. kicked off whilst playing for Sunderland. I don't think Sunderland necessarily have a great track record of treating the players very well. Okay. Yeah, that's my original club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my opinion. That's my opinion <laughs> of Sunderland. I just don't think they did. They've got a great reputation of doing that. 
Um, so we've also got an interesting proposition of, do you remember the name Jose Baxter? Yeah, yeah, Oldham. Yeah, Jose Baxter playing for Oldham, Plymouth Argyle at this level uh, after being released by Everton. Uh, he's since went over and played in America for Memphis. Um, yeah. What's the name of the Memphis team? It's Memphis 901. I'm not sure what, what that really... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Memphis 901 FC. Yeah, it's a, it's a member of the second tier of the yeah. American Football Association. And, well, that's, that's where he played. That's where he was playing at last season. Okay. I'm trying to look through the squad now. I can't see Kyle Murphy's there. Yeah. That's an old name, at least. That's the only one that rings the bell out of everybody else that's, that's on, on, on that particular team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Jose Baxter's a player that he's been released by Memphis now. Um, he played most of his career in the north of England. And I feel like he would be a good addition um, if, if, if he fancied coming over to play. It'd be a risk, but I don't think he would yeah. be an expensive risk. He had a really good time at Oldham. Wasn't that bad at Plymouth. And uh, I think he just took the money and ran when Memphis came in for him, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I know when um, you know when he returned to Oldham. One of the things I remember because he played at Oldham before um, that he was solving last chance saloon or something that he'd he'd had some issues in the past, and um, let's see, uh, yeah, he had a failed drugs test, um, which he. Um, he says um, someone spiked his drink uh, suspended by Sheffield United. So, yeah, I remember that kind of like hanging around him when he came back to Oldham. Um, didn't seem to do too bad, um, although he got released at the end of the season there. Um, so is he, you know, is he maybe on his last chance again if he wants to come back to the UK? Uh, sort of. I don't know. I don't know about him. Um, <laughs> you know, like he's one of those places. You know, he's um seems to be potentially more trouble than he's worth, but has has ability. Um, and you know, uh, like I kind of like was thinking with Max Bauer. Um, I, I don't think Chris Beach is the sort of manager who wants to risk nice pajamas. <laughs> who wants to risk? <laughs> I don't think Chris Beach is the kind of manager who uh, particularly wants to risk having um, any egos in his squad. So that might kind of count against Jose Baxter. It's yeah. an interesting one. He's also got, um, was it this? He's been arrested, or he's arrested on suspicion of. Uh, drug dealing, but was released without charge. Well, that could be all kinds <laughs> of murky nature. Really, I've got. I think I've got. I've got two goalkeepers to go on. This, okay, uh, on the realist list, and then the other ones are just going to be quick fire goalkeepers on the list. And you're thinking, what happened to the defenders? What happened to them? Um, they were involved in the raids, remember? We did yeah. raids, remember? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, some yeah, defenders yeah. on my raids, so yeah. that's where they are. <laughs> you're not talking to me, you're talking to the listeners when you're... <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like you know, you have to, you have to, you know, sometimes pretend to be a listener. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I pretend that I'm stupid because we all know how you treat your listeners. <laughs> I love my listeners. I love all of them. They're amazing. They're great. Please, please give me more nasty comments, please, on, on, on what is a completely free content entertainment but you know whatever you know i just waste a couple of hours of my week editing and recording for you to have a nice free piece of audio content you don't have to listen to no one forced you to listen to it but uh yeah you, you know what you i were... mean <laughs> All this if you open the gates if you open <laughs> the gates lager. mate <laughs> it's <not> polish lager <laughs> If you open the gates, mate, I'm going to go to town. <laughs> but, right, okay, goalkeepers, 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 mate, goalkeepers. I've got into trouble before for talking about goalkeepers, but so yep. far, Farman still hasn't signed his contract, has he not? Um, no. Although we haven't really had any news on any of them. Um, I mean, the only one who, who we have had news on is Jack Armour, who was contracted to us anyway. Um, Reese Bennett. I thought we'd have heard back by now if, as was hinted, he was not interested. Um, so have we come back to him with a better offer? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, the club will give players a deadline of when they want to hear back from them by. If that deadline hasn't passed, then you know, players are probably just still sitting on the offers, kind of thinking, I've I've still got a week before I need to get back to them. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep the ball in my court for a little bit longer. Yeah. And it does make sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Um right. That's a different episode, that one, talking about players we still have. This is talking yeah. about free agents and, and no not transfers, just free agents, I suppose. Right, we're yeah. down to goalkeepers on the old realist list. Yeah. And um I think you're going to be a little bit upset, to be honest, because I, I don't necessarily think you're going to agree that either of these are realistic targets. Um, but I'll start off with Ben Ben Amos is what I'm going to start off with. I'm going to start off with Ben Amos, former Manchester United youth product, has actually played for Carlisle nine times. He was on loan between the 2013-2014 season. Good old Ben yeah. Amos, a good bit of experience. He's since obviously been up and down the leagues after leaving Manchester United. He was at Bolton. We all know he didn't have the greatest of times at Bolton. They got relegated whilst he was sort of at the helm, if, if you like to say, while he was the yeah. number one. Um, found his way on loan to Cardiff, Charlton, Millwall, and most recently made a permanent move to Charlton Athletic. So he's only been playing in League One recently he's not like he's really far out of touch and he's also just 31 years of age so not the oldest goalkeeper in the world before you weigh in on your opinion to Ben Amos I think it'd be more interesting to tell you my other goalkeeper and then we can sort of compare them and contrast them and, and, and maybe go that way with it so my other goalkeeper that I have written down on the so called realist list is another former Carlisle United goalkeeper. I know who it's going to be. I thought you might do, yeah. Um, who's recently <laughs> been released. It's. Um, do you want to try and say who it is? Jack Bonham. 
No. <laughs> Kieran Westwood. Kieran Westwood, yeah. <laughs> Kieran Westwood, mate. That's who it is. That's who it is, mate. Yeah, Kieran Westwood. Uh, 131. Hell of a lot. Yeah. Hell of a lot of former Carlisle, uh, Carlisle players released. There has been, there has been, but some of those will appear on the not so realist list, I feel like, uh, or yeah. maybe the uh, no thank you list, even some of those will appear yeah. on. But uh, yeah, as far as old Carlisle United players go, and maybe realistically trying to bring somebody back with a bit of quality, uh, Ben and Kieran both have different um, appeals to them, and they both have different well probably the same actually reason why they would be difficult to sign is uh, the size of the wage that they might want to demand from Carlisle United I'm thinking obviously because Farmer doesn't sign his deal there might be a gap for a new number one or at least somebody that's gonna give Magnus some good experience you know somebody that can take them under his wing and tell them about things that they've done before and teach some lessons to and pass on some advice. And I feel like Ben and Kieran both offer that to Magnus as an option. If you had to, between the two of them, do you think any of, either of them is realistic? Uh, in terms of realism, uh, I don't think so, unless uh, Kieran Westwood decides to go down the leagues. But um, I don't know, I think Kieran Westwood will probably be in at least League One next season. Um, similar with Amos, but you know, you might argue that Kane Westwood's kind of previous time at Carlisle might mean that we'd be potentially attractive place for him to come to if he was coming towards the end of his career. Um, Amos, I think, would definitely be number one if he was here. Um, Kane Westwood, how old is he? 36. Yeah, so. Yeah, don't know, don't know. It might be a little bit more realistic than Amos, just because of that kind of like age and previous links with us. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I thought they'd both be interesting. Um, as far as like, honourable mentions go, as well for local goalkeepers that have been released by their clubs recently. Um, yeah. Scott Scott Carson got released by Derby <laughs> after winning the Premier League medal with Man City, but you know. <laughs> Careers are strange little things. And if he wants to tick Carlisle yeah. off his list, if Carlisle are indeed at all anywhere near his list, that might be quite fun. Right, my outsiders, mate. So it gets a little bit more fun, a little bit more quick fire. Here we go. My outsiders, Andre Wisden from Derby. Remember Andre used to play for Liverpool? Oh, yeah. He's been released yeah. by Derby recently. Uh, he's still pretty young. He's only 27 years of age, I feel like he would be an outstanding, probably the best player in his position if he went down to League Two. Thought he was worth oh, yeah. a mention. Next on the list, Fraser Campbell. Remember Fraser Campbell? Yeah, yeah. 33 years of age, released by Huddersfield. Another person that was released by Huddersfield recently is, um, I don't know if he wasn't a millionaire before, but he definitely is now. Richard Keogh, 34 years of age, released by <laughs> Huddersfield after winning that court case against yeah. Derby County and becoming a, uh, I don't know, a, a rich man. Uh, probably yeah. already was a rich man, but there you go. Um, 34 years of age, Richard Keogh. Would you, would, would you want him back? Would you take him back? 
Yeah, take Richard KO back. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Richard would be a good player to bring back. And also, a former captain. Somebody who could come in back and fill that role again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought that was worth throwing in the hat there. Right, another sort of hometown kid who's been released recently is Glenn Murray. Ah, Glenn Murray, 37 man. years yeah. of age from Notts Forest. Mean, yeah. He's had a good career, hasn't he, Glenn Murray? Because mm. gets mentioned by Derek Holmes sort of way <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, mm. we had a good discussion, uh, me and Derek, about Glenn. And uh, towards the end of the podcast, he makes, an, uh, it makes a bit of a joke about Glenn Murray. That was quite funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I think Glenn Murray would be, um, I don't know. Would it, do you think that's realistic at all? It's not in the real list, but, uh, you know, some things in the real yeah. list weren't that real I mean, anyway. No, I mean, it's probably not that realistic anyway, because um, the career that he's had, I'm not sure that if, you know, I'm not sure that you'd really necessarily want to end it playing at the lower leagues. Um, he's had a really good career. Dropped down to the championship after playing for Brighton. Is now leaving them. He's 37, you say? Mm-hmm. I imagine he'll retire. You think so? Or if he doesn't want to retire, then I imagine he'd go somewhere a bit more... Glamorous, uh, you know, like maybe you'd go abroad or something. Ah, uh, it's not a bad shout. Yeah, maybe he would. Maybe he would. But to, uh, to plow through the old list, rock another... up in Australia. You never know, do bridges. Yeah, yeah. You never know. He knows. He, he knows bridges from back in the day. Anyway, they're on the same yeah. team for a bit. Um, the next player, a uh, left back from Notts County, only twenty-four years of age, Welshman called Yuri Rabirio. Um, I just think he'd be a decent player, man. I've, uh, I've heard his name scouted about before. He's been on loan around our level of football. I don't think he's ever really put a foot wrong while he's played. And uh, Yui Ribeiro, I just think because he's a bit young, he'll probably get yeah. snapped up by a League One team. He's just at the right age that a League One team will be willing to come in for him. Yeah. Good player. Um, also, Sheffield Wednesday released Jordan, um, Jordan Rhodes. Recently, the striker. He's already, he's, he's already been re-signed by Huddersfield. Ah, okay then. Fair enough. Well done, Huddersfield, I, for did, snapping up decent players. He did pop up when I had a look, and yeah, saw that he'd already gone back to Huddersfield. So. Ah, okay. Well, fair enough. And then another blast from the past to finish off the list is a 36-year-old winger from Swansea called Wayne Routledge. Ah, uh, Wayne Routledge, man. Yeah, yeah no, I could maybe see him dropping down to League Two and having a go. I don't know, maybe I could see him giving it a bash. I think like he'd give it. Do you know that Aiden McGeady effect that he had on Sunderland when he gets to have a yeah. good game? You know, I feel like he'd be a good experience out there. Why? Yeah, I think he's a decent character as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Yeah, from what I've seen of him, um, I've never seen yeah. him complain, even even when he's been around the Premier League, sitting on the bench and coming on. <laughs> Yeah, I think he'd be a decent player. So that is the outsiders list. Um, do you have a do you have a favourite out of the outsiders list that you'd like to see come back? Oh, Sugar Wayne Routledge. Wayne Routledge, yeah, fair yeah. dues. Yeah, it'd be cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be cool. Yeah. 
It'd be cool. Uh, right, the no thank you list we're going to finish on. I've got three names on the no thank you list. These are players that maybe the listeners might have thought we would include, but I yeah. just you know didn't want to for various reasons. So, first name on the no thank you list, who is a free agent, Gary Medine. No thank you. Yeah. Yep. Gary Medine, no thank you. Yep, no thanks, mate. Came back on loan a couple of years ago. Didn't set the light, didn't set the world on fire doing that loan period. Couldn't play him in some games because he had a tag. Yeah, yeah. And just a bit of a letdown in his second spell all round. I don't think he was the greatest personality um, in his first spell coming out of the academy at Carlisle United either. So no thank you to Gary Medine. Also, no thank you to Charlie Wikes. I mean, why is Charlie Wyke even in consideration? Surely he's staying at Sunderland. Well, he's out of contract, and um, I don't, it depends if Sunderland are going to stop up the cash, it looks like. All right. I mean, if Charlie Wyke was... A, you know, if if we could get Charlie Wyke back, I definitely would. So why would you not? <laughs> I just think it'd be too expensive, to be completely honest. Oh. I, just, I, I just think if we bought a Charlie I mean, Wyke back, we wouldn't be able yeah. to bring in a lot of different players. And I don't think just having a Charlie Wyke back at Carlisle and being a one-man team would be the best thing for for Carlisle. So just because All I think right. it'll cost that much money to bring him back. I think you were taking cost into account. Well, yeah, you know, I'm not saying all the players, I'm not saying Carlisle can sign all the players that I've mentioned, like I said earlier yeah. on in the podcast. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, we could maybe sign a couple of them. Okay. So who's number and, three? I just think he'd be a bit harsh. And number three is, no thank you, David Wheater. No thanks. I mean, what, yeah. What, do you think people will be after David Wheater? I mean, he's... It's one of those... Do you know know the kind of person who reminds me of? Anthony Gerrard. Yeah. Wasn't good for the club. Anthony Gerrard's... I mean, I, I don't think you'd knock Anthony Gerrard's commitment while he was here. No, but I feel like we thought if we sign Anthony Gerrard for the defense, then we don't need to yeah. worry. We don't need to worry about the rest of the defense. And yeah. unfortunately, that wasn't the you know it wasn't the plaster that the defense. It wasn't going to save everything. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. going to. Unfortunately, he wasn't. He wasn't in the position of his career where he could do that. And I feel like that was uh, the big defensive signing that we made that year. And a lot was put on his shoulders. And, and oh, it was just too much for him. Just a bit too much for him. He, he struggled. Got exposed. Fair dues. Fair dues. Mm. I don't think he's a bad person at all. I think he's a great character, personality, that kind of thing. Mm. I just unfortunately think he had a, I think he had a tough time of it. He stood out as being a good player, but because yeah. the rest of the defence was, was quite shaky around him. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll see if that's fair on reflection when I listen back to it. And, then, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll see. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, mate, thank you very much for joining me. That was the free agents episode. Do you have any mm-hmm. uh, last name to throw in the hat there at all? Yeah, throwing one or two. I um, uh, haven't done as much research as you have. Um, Erhun Oztuma. Released okay. by Charlton, uh, probably unrealistic. He'll probably stay at League One. Uh, good player. 
Um, I mentioned before um, some of those players that Scunthorpe and Colchester have released. Um, Jem Karakan. Uh, Plymouth, I saw Plymouth had released someone that did they? Frank Nuble or Frank Nuble released right, yeah, by yeah. Plymouth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, um, I mm-hmm. think he might be going back to Colchester. He's been linked before. Uh, Portsmouth have released Jordi Hirula. I saw they released uh, Tom Naylor as well. Yeah. But I thought Portsmouth, I don't think somebody would want to relocate this way. No. That's what I ruled them out for. Um, Shrewsbury have released Scott Goldborn. I didn't really look into it, but I know he's a player that's been about kind of experienced at this level. And then uh, Bradford have released Billy Clark, Lee Novak. Yeah, Lee Novak was somebody that I thought about including. There was also um, at Shrewsbury, there's a defender called Rashawn Williams who I was looking at as well. Yeah. Mm. I, he's someone who's... I can't remember where I did hear him, but I did hear him. He must have been kind of like... Um, must have played well in a game. Must have been man of the match somewhere. We've got some mm. friends who support Shrewsbury, so maybe they'd mentioned him. Uh, Bristol Rovers have released Ed Upson. Okay. Uh, Crowley Town have released a lad called Tarin Alarakia. And I think he was kind of like one that the Crowley Town fans were saying that I oh, just didn't do enough or something. But I, I just feel like I remember him being, being one of their better players than the play does. So maybe I'm just thinking of the fact that I've seen him and I thought he was quite decent when I saw him. But he's a free agent. Um, Leighton Orient have released. I oh, know there was no one on late Orient's list that caught my eye. Um, da, da, da. I think we're kind of through everyone that I was potentially going to mention. Okay. Um, I mean, I haven't mentioned any former Carlisle United players. Um, I'm going to avoid kind of just running off a big list of former United players. But if there was one that we did bring in that's been released, it would maybe be... Luke Joyce, who Port Vale have released. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one. No, I completely skipped mm. that one. And um, I say Scunthorpe have released Alex Gilead. Um, mm. Kevin Van Veen. Yeah, Kevin Van Veen. Play released. He's, 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 um, he, looks, he, looks, he looks a decent player. Yeah. Abo Aysa. Scunthorpe. And... Walsall, they've released Keelan Lavery. I'm sure. I'm sure he was better at some point, but again, you know, these players have presumably they've been released because they've had bad seasons. But the kind of players that I was kind of like, oh, I thought there was kind of like something in there with him. Um, I feel like obviously, like we mentioned earlier on uh, at the the probably beginning of the show, is that a lot of players are being released not necessarily because the managers want them to be released, but mainly because of budget constraints, because of the pandemic and things that have affected finances at certain football clubs. So, well, I'm told that's definitely the case with Scunthorpe, which is why I was kind of like attracted to their release list because it's long and because their fans have said like these players are still good. Or some of them are, 
Um, obviously, you know where they finished in the league. They have released a lot of dross, but um, they've kind of released players like Van Veen and Karakan and um, Gilead and Isa, who I think their fans sort of like say that have just basically released them because they probably uh, can't afford them. They've released Olamola as well. Probably not that surprising. I think he was not. He never really got a look in there. I'm not, I'm not saying we should sign him, but he's just an interesting player that they've released. <laughs> well, man, I feel like I've exhausted my knowledge of the the lower league free agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is our first attempt at trying to do something like this, and I'm sure it was long and grueling for us, but hopefully entertaining for the listeners so there's nothing really much left to do but uh say thank you very much will for joining me thank you for having me on always an absolute pleasure this week's loud and local is coming from a band called the afternoon sessions and their single is called fun in the sun so this has been episode 19 of the blue army podcast thank you very much for joining us if you want to do a joke of the week then email a voice note or send it over to any of our social media links our email one more time is the blue army pod at gmail.com and you'll find us on social media just by typing in the blue army podcast we're on facebook instagram and just any sort of decent place where reputable people advertise shit anyway that's enough from me and wills we'll see you next time thanks very much for joining me wills bye for now buddy bye bye
but I'm sorry, I need to run for a piss, mate. So if you need a piss, I'd go as well if I was if that was new. Is that all right? Ah, yeah, I'm fine. All right, so I won't be a second. <laughs> all right. I hope you're keeping this bit in. Oh, I'll have to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the outtakes at the very least. Oh, he's back. That was a quick pee. I, I mean, when, I've, when I've had a Polish lager. Do <laughs> <laughs> so like a fire hose? When I, had a, when I have a Polish lager, it just goes flying out, mate, yeah. And the, <laughs> pyja- and the pyjamas thing as well is I was sitting here wearing skinny jeans thinking, why the fuck am I this uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just one of those, mate. Uh, before before I dive back in, I may as well just have a just just use the moment to get a quick sound bite and just spout that out quickly. Okay. Easily edited out now. Um, right. So, like I just said before, I went for that little bathroom break, and thanks very much for hanging on there, mate. I might put yeah. in one of those. Back in the day, I used to make up adverts and just do like silly voices and stuff. So I might just throw one of those in there. Oh yeah, um, I think oh, yeah, I remember hearing one of them. I think it was a dog walk ramble thing, but we'll, yeah. we, might, we, might, we, might, we might do that. We'll just maybe throw in some kind of silly Adam Buxton style advert, but not yeah. actually a product that exists. Right. Anyway, yeah. thanks for waiting around. Moving on. I've got two. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.